Secret Society, and today I'm sitting here with Thor. Hey, what's happening? So we just finished a seven-day KNF training. Yeah, glad to be a part of it. It was amazing um, be here at the KNF farm and just meet all the great people that were here in the journey with me. And yeah, never forget this part of my life here. So in in one week you kind of got the download of KNF and in a certain sense that's sort of like alchemical. Yeah, definitely uh working with all types of uh chemicals and minerals and processes and you know solutions. And yeah, so I mean I when I started natural farming, I got into it as I looked at it, um, you know, I didn't want to put salt fertilizer, like NPK triple 16 kind of stuff on the earth. Right. And I started, I read this book called The Carbon Connection. Hmm. And it led me into this understanding of basically, you know, how carbon functions as a, as a buffer. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one, but put it on my notes here. So, so as this buffer, you know, like what, what we're doing is farming and that's, that's what the fungus does is it creates this thicker kind of buffer or blanket where it can, um, absorb just, you know, like air, water, the air is full of water and the air goes into this soil when you, when you have a carbonaceous rich hmm. soil. I mean, they say carbon is life, right? So, makes sense to me. Well, I thought, and they say water is life. Oh, man. Did I get it backwards? I mean, we're carbon-based beings, I've heard people say, right? Well, and then people say, oh, no, we're more silica-based beings. Well, you, you want you want some magical breakdown? Break it down. So, Cho. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, Master Cho. Yeah. C-H-O. Right. We're carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. I like it. <laughs> little wordplay magic. Master Cho. Yeah. What is, what is sugar? Carbon-based. Carbon, hydrogen, oxygen. You put a nitrogen on there, then you get a protein. Chon. C-O-H-N. And then you get, you know, life and amino acids and all these like DNA things from that. But just CHO, just Cho, Master Cho. The chosen one. The chosen one. <laughs> Sugar is also called Sukar. It's got the car right in there. Car being king. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, riding around on my throne, it's 55. <laughs> Horsepower or microbial power? <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. What is, what is oil? What is this refined substance? One, one thing I know what it is, is it's a carbon matrix that holds immense amounts of toxins in it. Right. And those toxins used to be like in our atmosphere, but these microbes sucked them down at one point and sealed it in this carbon matrix under the ground, deep under the ground. 
like 5,000, 10,000, 13,000 feet. Han soloed them up. Right. And, and like super saturated them with carbon and sealed these toxins deep in the earth. And now we're sucking them up through pipes and then burning them, which is re aerosolizing them. These toxins that are returning the earth to like primordial conditions of like this toxic wasteland that microbes have to then reprocess and restore back into the earth. And right now our only solution is to put it back into our topsoil. Yeah, I mean, the earth is a beautiful thing. And uh, the fact that they figured out they, the earth, whoever, the microbe team figured out how to put that in the earth and now we're bringing it back out doesn't make sense. But here we are making solutions and putting these ideas into the, uh, the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's what the class was about, right? Healing the earth, building, building these microbial little fortresses through, through pile tech. What better way to talk about microbes than through a microphone? (laughs) Yeah. If I only had my robe on, my microbe, then had everything I need here. Well, isn't your skin your microbe? Ah, yes. Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is the 2020 edition just came out yeah yeah it's a daily daily new fashion statement right feeling that <laughs> setting trends as your microbial cloud expands from your voluptuous body <laughs> yeah what if uh my beard is really like a, a house for microbes and that's where they like enter and exit through is my beard well, so I thought that I, so I wanted to write this cartoon about this guy where this, this old man is, you know, the whole world turns into a desert and dries out and this, and the creek, this one last remaining flowing creek is going. And then this little kid wanders up the creek, like they're dying, he's starving and he wanders up the creek and he finds this old man at the source of the creek. And he sees the old man and he's making all these IMOs, he's making all these FPJs, he's making all these mixtures, these nine core solutions. And he's just tending his land and water is, a spring is still coming from his land where the rest of the earth is completely parched and dried and the people are starving and there's airplanes flying over releasing chemtrails and toxins. But this one guy has this bubble of life and light still protruding in this rest of this gray world. And as this kid wanders up this stream and finds this old man, he starts to see that he's doing these solutions and he's putting them out. And the kid comes and he starts to learn the solutions from the old man and he starts to return back down to his city and his town and he starts to spread these solutions in the streets. And then all of a sudden the streets started to get clean and then the the animals, the dogs that were flea ridden become clean and healthy and they become friendly. And the whole scenario, like the whole plants come back to life and these withered streets start to bear fruit. And the whole creek in there starts to have clean fish. And this kid is doing these solutions and he goes to the old man and then the kid starts to teach all these other people. And then they come and they learn and then you see the world coming back to life from these solutions being applied. But what happens is as the kid learns and as he gets better at this, his beard starts to grow. Mm. And he goes back to the old, and he, and as he learns from the old man and as his beard gets longer and longer, he goes to visit this old man with this great microbial collection with this long beard. And all the rest of the microbes in the whole land had perished except for the microbes that remained in this old man's beard that then he was able to, as he leaned over his ferments, they fell out of him and he was a cloud of microbes as they were living. And it was an extension from his beard to this wireless system that then connected to his heart. And he had such love in his heart that then the microbes flowed out of his beard into the land. And that was the secret. As the kid grew, his heart expanded and his love for the earth. And as his beard grew, he then was a carrier of microbes. And as he passed this on to others, they also started to exude these microbes from their body as they were sacred carriers as this connected directly into their hearts. Beautiful, man. Yeah, I'd say put that down. Well, right there, it's copywritten. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, our hair is like growing on our skin. It's like a little forest, you know? It's like little trees or something, you know? 
Well, you are a carrier of your microbiota. All, all your generations, all, you know, like, sure, you have a history of, like, wherever they were, but they're all in your body. And in modern society, we have tenfold less than our previous generation because of the toxins we release, which is a tenfold more toxins each generation in the environment. So, of course, there's tenfold less microbes in us. There's tenfold less microbes everywhere. I honestly feel like being here at the class and being in a microbe-rich area and then drinking and tasting all of the inputs and solutions has actually changed my whole way of thinking in like the last week, like noticeably, like from behavior to lifestyle to, you know, like the microbes, they started working together and creating this orchestra inside of me that I had no choice but to listen to the music. And clearly I was guided by the microbes to be here to attend your class. And now we're, you know, talking about it, our microbes. <laughs> so yeah, guided by the mic. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I believe as these start to permeate your biome, you now have more DNA on you. Just by drinking these living solutions, you now have more DNA in you. You know, and they're going to be probiotic, so they're going to feed. And as you're coating, you know, your inner skin and your outer skin, now you those that extra DNA gives you more ability to receive cosmic resonance, which vibrates DNA. Like you're uh, like a tuning fork. Well, DNA DNA is a radio transmitter that can send and receive on all bandwidths instantly with all other DNA. Like everything has its own DNA signature and we're all interacting, is what you're saying. Well, DNA is like this, like the matrix the is, this, is this signal and then the DNA is the antenna that as it as it replicates and as it becomes more or less complex and more or less, you know, able to tune into certain frequencies and different, you know, abilities, and then it sends and transmits between. I mean, it looks like, kind of like an antenna, like the way they've shown it, depicted as like a spiral, you know, it's kind of like a conductor itself, huh? It's like a fractal antenna that's in, in tune with like the the equation that is reality. I feel like one time I was able to go inside of my DNA when I smoked DMT one time and it was like a pretty trippy experience obviously but yeah it was like I went into the spiral and it was like uh it had the whole history of every interaction I've ever had with any other place or person was like flashed before my eyes as a spiral that went all the way down to like when I was born and then I came back after that, but it was super trippy how the information was stored on almost like these cymatic plates of resonance. And you, yeah. <clears throat> well, what, when what we do as humans today, why there's pollution and why there's like degradation in DNA is we, like my cell phone is, is jamming one frequency, like one band. You know, between this this thing and that thing, which we can't see, but that our DNA and everything that resonates around, you know, anything that's in a harmonic with my cell phone band is going to start vibrating when I'm talking to you. Anything that's in the band of the, the FM radio transmitter over there, you see that thing about a couple miles away down there on the coast? Yeah. That radio transmitter down there, that's jamming a specific bandwidth. That's then, if I tune a radio to that, I can actually hear music and that's, you know, it's, it's putting that frequency out. But DNA is also using that frequency, but at like a micro scale, that thing's putting out like megawatts of power. And so if you're near that, all of your DNA that was communicating on that band is now, instead of vibrating the way it wants, it's now vibrating to like, Oh, baby, I love you. Oh, baby. I, you know, and, and within that band, now your DNA is vibrating with this man-made 
thing and anything that's a harmonic of that throughout the electromagnetic scale is now vibrating with that as well. So you're saying that we have our own band inside of us, but when the other bands that are coming out of these towers, those frequencies go into us, then our band, uh, they start to, like, instead of playing together as an orchestra, maybe, like, they start individually playing, and then that can cause, like, chaos, because it's so many sounds going on instead of playing together. Yeah, well, and you, you're a receiver and a sender, right? As, as DNA, as, as a, as a possessor of DNA, you're a sender and receiver. But what happens is on that bandwidth that is KWXX FM radio over there, that that now has control of your bandwidth that you have capability to send and receive immediately. It, it travels a bit differently, but it resonates with you immediately from this source, especially the closer you are to it. And that that bandwidth might have been used to say, like, hey, cells, reproduce. But when it resonates on that certain frequency, and then every harmonic that also resonates on that certain frequency is now with whatever is being broadcast from there. So it effectively jams my ability as a sender or a receiver to receive, like, you're vibrating on KWXX, and I'm vibrating on KWXX, but we can't transmit to each other my signal to your signal is so weak in comparison to the signal that's coming both to us from that tower over there. So we're effectively jammed on this frequency, which is KWXX. I can't, I can't say anything to you on the subconscious level on that frequency. My DNA can't communicate with your DNA on that. We're both resonating to whatever's on that radio station right now and every harmonic of that. We're both resonating to that. So it's jammed our ability to to be where we can communicate on, on that level. And if we're strengthened through the microbes, either digging our hands in the soil or even consuming these inputs, then we're increasing our own bandwidth is, is the concept. Yeah, well, you're just putting shitloads more antennas on yourself, right? If If all of a sudden I say, okay, well, this... My, my signal's not very powerful. Well, fuck, then I'll just put a trillion more antennas on me. And now that, that, now if I'm in close proximity to you, now I have a trillion more opportunities to make our signal stronger. You know, if you're further away, it's harder for me and you to communicate. But if we're loaded with the same indigenous microbes and they're tuned to each other and we're broadcasting on that frequency and I'm in close, close proximity with you, my information exchange not only becomes what this verbal is to you, but now our microbes are synchronizing and they're sending data, 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 data on KWXX versus like the closer I am to that tower and the further I am from you and the less microbes I have, the more KWXX just fucks me up. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's the same for my cell phone. That's the same for my microwave oven. That's the same for anything that we're using this EM spectrum like fucking dickheads because it's invisible. And we just think, oh, 5G, let's, let's get this whole nother bandwidth and let's fucking saturate it with fucking pictures of cats really fast. I want pictures of cats now. <laughs> and, the, and it's and it's short bandwidth, right? You can't get 5G to go very far. So if you're near that shit, your whole fucking 5G of your body is now cats. Versus if you're in the woods, that whole 5G bandwidth is now trees being peaceful, creeks flowing nicely, microbes under the ground. Beautiful. Yeah, I was going to say too that the word dirty, it's like a bad word. Oh, you're dirty, you're dirty. But in reality, the dirt is good. And if we were to coat ourselves in a layer of dirt, that's like a microbial like armor, potentially. Yeah, because you're getting all those bandwidths. You're getting so much more reception. You're getting like an immune system. Your cloud is now that much bigger around you. Because I, I radiate, you know, each person has like six inches of of microbial cloud. Mm. But if I laid in an IMO pile or I went into the forest and I forest bathed, now maybe I got a 12 inch cloud. Mm. 
And, and instead of being like fucking like herpes, now it's like fucking forest stuff. It's my microbial cloud. Yeah. So if you live in the city and amongst all these bandwidths that are creating chaos and recommend going into the forest and spending some time in the trees to what reset perhaps or to increase your, your uh, microbial content. Most, most definitely because yeah, like, and I think that's the key is on this level of our bandwidth reset, how our harmony happens. Why, when people come up to that pig pen up there, that they just sit there and they stare at the pigs and they just stand there like relaxed on all these levels that you don't, you never see people relax as much as they do when they stand up by those pigs. Yeah. Uh, first grade, my teacher had a, a class pet and it was a pot bellied pig named Piggles. (laughs) So it's been a while since I've interacted with pigs, but I really, enjoyed their company and the way they like make eye contact it's on another level of like yeah it's trip they're, they're such noble animals and they're so cute as piglets <laughs> like they like i so i i you know i never imagined in my life i would ever keep pigs the, the only reason i do is because of that no smell system yeah and, and and that I have the the food is really easy for me right now, but to to they eat a lot. Yeah, just to to feed that pig to realize the value out of it. it it's um, you know that's why it used to be a piggy bank. <laughs> I like that. And we can do this again. We can break pigs into urban settings, and as you have too much food or whatever, you get credit. And then you redeem your credit by getting, you know, bacon or pork chops or, you know, ground pork or, and it's the piggy bank again, where that's a sound type of currency that grows with production and with population and it's balanced and it's with the land. And with that system I have up there, you can do that. And now it takes care of your waste problems in cities. Yeah, beautiful. I'm into that. So, so the new bankers will be the KNF folks <laughs> that put these pig pens in and, and are ready to scale to accommodate. And I see, instead of seeing one big bank that we see, I see many small scale pig pens because it's not easy to run it. And you, you know, if you ran a no smell system more than like 800 head, you're pretty good, you know, and, and one, you know, and, but I see more people diversifying. Like if I can invest in your pig, like, if you can invest in my pigs, it's a better chance than setting that up yourself if you were my neighbor. And I just come over every every three days or once a week, and you make the IMO food at your house and mix it. And I just come pick up a bin of it, and then I'll feed the pigs for a week at my place from your stuff that I'll keep your pigs. Then it's like we, we share in this almost cooperative type of you know, you know, value exchange, value storing too. Yeah. Makes sense in the urban farm setting as well. Just in- introduce some more animals into the, the system. I haven't really seen that, you know, driving around uh, my hometown of Oakland, California. There's a lot of, you know, urban gardens, but rarely do you see any animals, but doesn't mean people don't have them in their backyards or something, but. My friend Hal lives in Seattle, mm-hmm. and he has the no-smell pigs. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I heard about one of my buddies in West Oakland raised a pig and then had a little barbecue afterwards after about a year of raising it. Yeah, it's possible. So I want to know a little bit more about the the oak history. Mm. Yeah, the oak. So being from Oakland... You know, grew up with the the knowledge of the trees, and it's the symbol of our of the town of Oakland. And if you don't know where Oakland is, it's in the Bay Area, across from San Francisco, and bordering Berkeley, University of California, the Bears. And um, yeah, Oakland's got great, rich history. A lot of good stuff has come out of Oakland over the years. 
um, you know, from art, music, culture, um, just whatever you want to call them, political movements, anti-political movements. We got the Black Panthers. Um, just a lot of a lot of innovation has come out of Oakland, and my theory is that the oak tree was actually planted there uh, at some point by people traveling or passing through that brought these seeds and decided this is going to be a good place for a future generation to live. So they planted these mighty oak trees. And before uh, people decided to come in and cut most of them down and build a city on top, there was um, the Native Americans, the Ohlone tribe, was there taking care of these trees. And there's a book you can check out called Tending the Wild, which kind of explains how um, at least the California Native Americans were fully into the nature where they were not just letting it go wild or they were doing all these different cultivation and techniques and from setting small fires to burn these certain plants so when it grew back the the stems were straight so they could use them for their baskets for instance and yeah just fully in touch with nature and working with it and yeah so the oak tree um it's been a powerful symbol like all over the world and you know maybe on like who knows but potentially on some like coat of arms or crests or even military might have used the acorn on you know on their uniforms or something and yeah it also goes back to like the family tree and that we're all from a family tree at some point and i believe that the oak was actually the symbol of many different people's family tree from all over the world at one point when everyone knew that they were one family and we were all connected. And I think that's actually coming back together now because the microbes are reminding us of this, that we're all connected. But uh, that's a side point here. But yeah, so there's oak trees all over the world and all different places. And there's some that are only indigenous to like the Catalina Islands has its own type of oak and yeah, you can use oak trees uh, as food. You can eat the acorns. Uh, it was provided a lot of nourishment for the natives of California. Um, and in the root language, the letter E is for ek, which means oak. So ek, Oakland would be ekland. And this is where I believe words like technology came from so the ek the tree was the first technology because when people mastered the forest and forestry they gained a lot of knowledge and insight on the trees and they started to realize that you could use trees to build stuff out of and then from the trees you know you could build your house or you could make a fire or you could build a boat and so once people mastered the forest then they mastered the sea and then they started traveling around in these these boats made of oak and if you look in the etymology of of ek there's a lot of places and cultures and peoples where ek is in the name like uh, the olm ek the olmec people and if you try to look up what that word means it'll say the rubber tree people because maybe they didn't have an oak tree there but the rubber tree was the, the technology that they used, the technology. And if you also think about the letter T, it looks like a tree. So whenever I see T, I think of tree. So technology would be the, you know, the technology of the tree. And everyone thinks of technology now as like this metal and plastic microphone and these phones and whatnot, but the first technology that expanded humanity, in my opinion, was the mastery of the forest and the trees. 
So, so I take that almost like a tree in this sense to mean like tree is also a data structure in computer science where basically, you know, it kind of, you can do it in a number of ways. Um, but you're kind of using like, like, uh, you know, a, a list or an array are kind of the basic structures, but a tree is something that branches where you get to one state and from one state you can multi-branch. And and from my my understanding too is, you know, you're mentioning the microbes as being here and the Hawaiians mentioned flying through space. And I know microbes fly through space in like canoes or vaas, like, you know, comets, like Mm -hmm. flying through space and they can land and transport through and then hatch. And then if fungus and things cooperate... By building, you know, first things on the, like, water planet, then land arises, then fungus gets on land, then trees and plants follow, then animals follow, and then these different sets of animals as different microbes take precedence in the, in the biosphere, then that set of animals rises to its level of complexity while that microbe thrives in the present ecology then, you know, so the ecology can shift and then a new species arises. And right now it's the mammals are in charge of Earth because lactobacillus is so important. But my theory is when the dinosaurs were here, if, you know, if that's true, I believe that they had a different set of microbes that favored reptiles at that time because of maybe the environmental conditions were slightly different. But it's, it's really like this, this fungus arises out of like lands here and then terraforms it. And if you start to look at the land and how much you think it's like dirt, it's actually like microbes glued to each other. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Roots right there, you know, so we're all connected through the roots of roots of language, roots of culture, roots of the microbes, roots of the trees, you know. That's a something I wanted to touch on too was like the using microbes to communicate and send like uh energy or telepathy or communication. So if we're all we all have our own microbial transmitters and we're all working with microbes then we're we have we're developing a relationship with the microbes like a more personal relationship and so if i wanted to you know if i'm standing in the other side of the world but i say hey i want to i want to send a message to drake maybe i stand barefoot on the ground or lay on the ground and and i transmit that my intention from me and my microbes down into the microbes that are in the earth and then that network is actually going to communicate from microbe to microbe to microbe through the earth, through the water, through the air until it catches your receiving microbes where you're at. And yeah, I was conceptualizing like, uh, you know, like creating a prayer or a sending energy that perhaps it's the microbes that are sending that thought feeling or emotion through the ethers that it's maybe the microbes are the carriers of this because they're everywhere they're in the air they're in the ground they're in the hot lava they're in our our breath maybe when we speak they're flying out of our mouth yeah so so the dna is the receptor but instead of thinking like it flies from point a and it has to go through some shit to get to me it's more like imagine you see this stuff on the table i want it to move over there i could send stuff to move it right but the way dna works is it's anchored to this other field and the field represents this table right now so if i want to move all that stuff and i have a message from this piece over here which is this thing the 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 thing goes like this and scoots the table to the right and when the table moves to the right, all this stuff over here moves. So that's the way DNA sends messages. 
is it doesn't have to go from the left side of the table to the right side of the table. It doesn't have to travel across the table where it traveled like, you know, a meter across the table. It just says, oh, I want to send a message to you over there and all particles anywhere. But it's not very strong of a signal. It's a very weak of a signal, but it's connected to all particles everywhere. And DNA just says, oh, hey, I got a message and it immediately can move a particle. So, so as you and I connect and then these microbes that come out of our, out of our hearts and share with each other are connected through this thing. And then if, if you and I share a set of microbes, like if you and I both get in the same IMO pile and stuff, we'll start to like be very similar in terms of the messages we send. But if we have a different culture, then we're not as, you know, communicative on just all levels. It's harder to understand them because they just don't, they just don't have resonance with you because their microbes are tuned different. Their microbiome is different. And that's why we have different cultures around the world. And you say like, we all had one culture and it's like, yeah, when we get this microbiome, this like life energy, this Gaia like restored earth together and we can all resonate together from just so much uh, indigenous microbes cultivated in every area because every religion is true everything at its root of like life and giving and feeding your family and you know food and just like respecting the earth and clean water like that's our ultimate like, every religion shares that and we return to that part of it bringing the earth to life and that resonance then we all share on all these levels we got one language again the the hmm. i was recently uh, looking into the etymology of the word religion and that's etymology is studying, you know, the roots and origins of a specific word and uh, found some interesting things. Re just means again. So you're re-legioning and the word leg uh, doesn't actually mean how you has to do with walk, but it does. And if you go further, what leg means is how you speak. And so... League, leg is also league, like a league of people. And so it's a common group of people that talk and walk together. And they're in a league of commonality on beliefs and what they're focusing on, how they walk, how you walk, how you carry yourself and how you speak and speaking on a common, uh, common thread, say of, you know, what you're into so religion is just you can always have a new religion because you're always religioning yourself to to concepts because we're, we're always learning and you know but now i feel like you know i'm joining the league of microbes now and coming into that awareness is changing the way i walk and talk and move and who i'm relating to and speaking with and and what I'm speaking about. So you'd say you're in the secret society now? Maybe. Can I talk about that on, on there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... All right, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, there's, they're they're all around us, and to to ignore them and like to to pretend like we don't. I, I think that's the underlying thing of all this. You know, we got we got separated because we got different microbes, because we got different environments. And you talked about the Earth being all tropical and all habitable and all climates. And I think as the climate stratified, then different cultures grew in different areas. And it's only, you know, you can't expect to not have different cultures until the earth is restored back to this tropical paradise, Garden of Eden, entire earth being it. It's not one spot like, oh, it's here. No, the gar the earth is the Garden of Eden that was this paradise that was one continent, that was one garden, mm. that then has since split because the different microbes repel or, or guide each other. And the continents are alive and living bits of matter that are migrating away from each other holding holding this together and so as as we rejoin as one culture re reinvigorating the life force it rejoins and the the size of the earth can swell or shrink based on microbial resonance and different and, and homogenous cultures and and 
you know, in the climates fully controlled by the microbes. The idea that, oh, CO2 is bad for the environment or whatever, it's the sun, our orbit to the sun, which the microbes can adjust by, by sizing bigger or smaller. They can actually adjust how far or close we are to adjust the heat. So, and then, and then the microbes generate the water. So as the microbes are like living in the land, they're actually off-gassing this way to create this atmosphere that um, regulates the temperature that enables the, um, the, it to cool enough to then support other life. And your, and your global temperature is regulated by the microbes swelling or shrinking the earth to adjust the orbit and also the microbes in the land creating enough water vapor. Like you couldn't live out, out of the sea if it weren't for the land coming up and then the fungus producing the water vapor to create enough water vapor, like we're swimming in a bath of water right here. But you, we don't think of it. We think of air and you think of it as dry because you don't see it because we're like, just like a fish underwater and we laugh at the fish underwater and we say, oh, they don't know what's like to be in air. We're in the same bath of water right here. And we don't know what it's like to be in, in where it's dry outside of space or like off our bubble of earth atmosphere that we have here that we maintain so perfectly that when you get on an airplane, they can't maintain it as well and you get all chapped out and you're fucking, you know, can't breathe as well and you'll die if you go too long up there. Cause they can't create this earth atmosphere, this bath, this current, this nutrient bath that there's microbes swimming all around us and in us. And as we breathe, we're breathing water. Yeah. It's just a less dense version of water, right? And and that's that's the bubbles created by the fungus creating this mm. here, which regenerates. If you go to like a cold place and you go, <sighs> you'll see that vapor come out of you. Whereas if you're in Hawaii, you're not going to see it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've done uh, four days of dry fasting several different times in my life and as a reminder to everyone else that was on that journey with me, I told them that there's water all around us. And if you ever feel thirsty, just consciously take a breath and breathe in that water through the air into your body and you'll be quenched. Well, yeah, but you also need a good microbiome around you. You need to like off gassing a good nurturing, nourishing microbes. If you're in a city and you're breathing that shit in, like you're breathing, well, the, you know, I'm specifically talking about, uh, something called vision quest where you're sitting in the forest by yourself in my underwear on the ground for four days. And that's the right environment. Like yeah. you're doing it right. You're replenishing. You're actually like breathing in that goodness, that replenishment. Cause all those little microbes are like misting stuff out. That's like good for you. That's creating a life giving environment. And then when we rip and till the land, we're like destroying that layer of the same stuff that you're getting when you have to now go into a retreat in the forest. Whereas our forefathers stood on this land and just breathed the air in and got the same nourishment you got that you now have to go to a sacred space to find. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, the, the IMO is drenching these things, rebuilding the indigenous cultures in the area. So if we had people in every continent and maybe, you know, different areas of each continent collecting IMOs and then we all went on a a cult tour touring the cultures of these IMOs and combined them and started mixing them around again. Like, you know, humanity goes on tour and mixes the cultures. Would that perhaps bring back this, uh, network that they're too, they're too dissimilar at this point. What we need to do is in each region, like if I come to your region, I don't necessarily need to bring my IMOs with me. Right. You know, I, I'll just, like, when you're in Pune, use your Pune ones. When you're in Cali, use your Cali ones. And and if you rebuild those, eventually what happens is the earth comes back into balance. And when you balance it in one spot and you balance it in another spot, then your ocean, your water coming out of the Cali coast is clean. The waters coming off Hawaii's coast are clean. Now the ocean's going to come back to balance and we can even go out into the ocean and put buoys like these, these like, you know, like put, put palm fronds out there and then start sprinkling IMOs in the water around there, you know, and create habitat for fish to come and like, you know, just like, like 
you know, create art, like these reef type of things where it's like you give the microbes and the fish and the sea a chance, not just like go out fish and take, but like our estuaries and these things we can replenish. And as I do that in Hawaii and you do it there and we come back to balance and now our area is regenerating, the fish are there, you know, the sea life are there and these ecosystems come, you know, the, the fungus comes back and makes this depth and then they're off gassing now good things for us and the toxins that are up in the air that we're off gassing right now can be sequestered into at least the upper layer right now and rebuild that carbon buffer. Yeah. Feeling that. Yeah. Then, then we have a chance, you know, for, for, for this earth to remain habitable for the LAB, which then makes us the dominant species of the, as the mammal, you know, for years it's watched out for us. Now we got to watch out for it. And it comes with indigenous microbes and, and preserving this and, and and maybe even there's a new microbe on the way that I, that I don't know about because I, I look at it and like the way was like these stories of IMOs or the way or like kombucha like Jesus made kombucha as wine you know so these are miracle microbes that have come to earth as like saviors at that certain time like humanity's almost doomed like coronavirus is coming out and then a fucking microbe comes and lands and then or comes out of your beard or whatever is generated that then comes into the world and says, oh, here, you know, I saw that your land was all poisoned and rust was taking over your crops, and here's the solution. Which in this case, it's just sugar, cho. Well, right in the word solution is the word soul, which is the sun, and we all have a soul within us. So that's the solution right there, you know. With with the sun. Yeah. The sun is directing the life on the planet, right? Without If the sun went off, then what would happen? It wouldn't be good. Well, so what I believe the sun is, is an energy transformer that somehow takes the energy from Sirius into our sun and then somehow is a transformer where what you're seeing is not a, a ball generating, making gas kind of thing. I, don't, I think it's an empty thing, just like that effect. Um, did you see the vortex machine? Mm-hmm. from the impeller well I, I in fact there's a i should show you a video but basically if you create a, a vo- like if you ever see a, a a a bee land on water or a wasp land on water you'll see under its feet there's like these discs on the shadow that comes through like the sun shining and and there's surface tension on the top like an, a bee on there or something i've seen it before and then the shadow you see these pads underneath and those that I think that's what's happening with the sun is it's a surface effect. There's energy coming in and creating this field that wrap, warps in this ball as energy is transformed into this. And then that thing is a transformer, just like a step down transformer that then gives energy in the bandwidth that we can receive here in this solar system. Feeling it. And I mentioned uh, the microbe, you have the mic and the robe how you, what you wear and how you speak, but also want to break microbe down into some more syllables. You have the my, am I, which is me, the miracle. Mm. And then we have the crow, which is the crown. Just add a W and crow crown. You can also rearrange CRO into orc, which is orchestra or ROC, which is rock. And then B. B is your home because we're all B-orn. We're born. And just like the bees created these beautiful homes called hives. And we're human beings. It's like we're here at home and we got to take care of our home. Through the microbe miracle that we're processing and putting our crowns on. And projecting life. Yeah. You could also send a crow. Or a raven. But that's also like the coconut wireless microbial communication. Also. Which I think we should actually start practicing. Stand in our our IMO piles and... Maybe even have a specific time. Hey, 3.30 on Tuesday, 
let's see if we can create an orchestra microbial communication wirelessly and see if we pick up on each other's, you know, thoughts or intentions. So, so you're going to get in an IMO pile and use that as an amplifier to try to send signals around of, of subconscious, like microbial transmission using, using this concept that I'm talking about of, as DNA being an antenna. And if you're in close proximity, what if, what if all of our shit that you want to transmit is just your ego? And what if getting in the pile it synchronizes you with love, and if I get in my pile, it synchronizes me with love. And what if we? There's nothing we really need to transmit other than love to each other, and that message is already there. So if we get in there and we synchronize, then we're just in love, and there's really no data we need because we're connected by that love field that we're both in universal harmony with. Yeah, feeling that. That I mean, what is the definition of love? Well, I think it's, I think it's this microbial thing. It's like, um, you, you can, like, they, they make love. Like, so when you make love, you really, you release heat. Hmm. Just like the sun gives us this certain, uh, bandwidth. And it's this love frequency that's coming from the sun to the earth that it vibrates with. It's, it's a certain, like, I mean, you, but, but then, then from that tone, there's harmonics, right? Throughout the EM spectrum throughout it right because it, if, if if something's hot like if i'm rubbing my hands together i'm creating heat i'm also creating fucking gamma waves and microwaves and all that shit but i'm creating them at such low power because they're in such far harmonics from it like if i bang the drum it's like they're so far up the frequency that they're so minor that the the the, the energy that's going into gamma when i'm rubbing my hands together is so minute yeah i'm still making it because i'm in a freak i'm in a harmonic with that right i have to be and so as you create then a gamma wave, it's in harmonics with everything else. And that's why shit gets nuts when we put these radioactive isotopes together. And then they create these frequencies and these high bandwidths that resonate with everything else around them. I've heard here, if you, if you have a radioactive isotope going, it, it directly interrupts the sun. And as we burn these nuclear power plants on the earth, we're actually somehow the love resonance coming through the sun. We're like fucking it up. So love would be like a, a feeling that you have. You, you know it, but it's also a heat. Like when you make love. Well, you feel the heat. You, when you, well, it's more than just friction, right? It's, it's like when you're, you, when you're in an embrace and you're with a, with, you know, you're a man. So when you're with a woman, or, I don't know if you can do man to man ever on there yet, but. I can't say that either. But. <laughs> But when you're in an embrace and you share like, like almost like, you know, like, like sitting posture type thing, right? Instead of like, however you are, like, just imagine you sit there and then like, if you go into this meditation type of thing where you're connected on this level and you go into this deep thing, you'll notice like a fucking heat comes out of you, like a, like almost like a nuclear reactor of heat that just in your whole fucking like heat, heat where you'll, your body will sweat the fuck out. If you're able to do this in this way of just like, usually it blows you out and then just, you know, and, and, you know, okay, next time we'll try again. But it's, it's this microbial heat that they also get when they connect this way in the biology. And then you're in there and you're resonating on this, like there's a heat frequency to love. And it's the same that you get when you sunbathe or when you connect to the earth, because the earth is being hit by it on one side, all half the earth's always being hit by this love so when you hit it, it's, you know, it's some frequent, you're getting a better harmonic than you would if you're even in the dark. So I'm, I'm getting it as like a feeling that creates um, a reaction of creation and positive creation. So if you're in love, you might make a new person eventually through that making of love. But you could also feel love and get a feeling and want to make a song and start singing out of nowhere. You know, I was riding down the red road the other day and I just started singing. I was screaming by myself in the car, just hollering, hooting and feeling good. So that must've just been a feeling that I just caught somehow and had to put it out. So 
Yeah. Do you get the same, like, the heart feeling? Like, you, I mean, you can feel your heart radiate, resonate. Like, like, for instance, like one, one way, like a cheap, a cheap way of doing this is like, if you take a, uh, like a dab rip and it just fucking like, boom, blows your head and you feel like this heat just pour out and like this fucking universal bliss, like, boom, through your, like, but you're blowing out your, your third eye chakra, like your upper chakra. You just, it's like an orgasm in your head, kind of like, you know, just like the same as like when you orgasm, you blow out your lower chakra. And there's also same, say, like, you know, it depends how many chakras you believe in. I think there's like at least two and then a th- third that kind of balances at a golden ratio between the two. And in it, that's how, you know, you spin. But, but that same blowing out, that same heat that you feel, like that's a cheap way of doing it with just drugs to like find out, like, you know, and I think different drugs activate different things, but there's harmonics beyond that. But I just think like two I Ching's and yin yang kind of thing. But but just that you can go and make the sim- the system more complex or more simple. But it's basically is the signal on or off is like one of the most simple ways to like create a thing. Yeah, I've heard about people eating certain foods or even fruits and feeling the love and you know aphrodisiacs or something. Perhaps you know it doesn't have to be a drug. It could be uh, anything, you know. Activate the chakras. Yeah, like people saying the heart chakra was activated by cacao. Hmm. Yeah. But I think all these things can be controlled mentally because as a, as a focal point in this universe, you have this immense effect on the field. You as a, as a DNA human resonator of this frequency especially as you lay in these piles, now you're more in tune. And, and it seems like, you know, the way, the way we are, we're the most advanced along the fractal pattern. Like I got five fingers. That means that I had a, a one, one, two, three, five expansion, you know, and the next would be like, what, like eight fucking fingers, you know, (laughs) coming out of here. Right. But I can move in eight dimensions. So that's the next thing of me being extended out. And somehow there's a gap between this extension of five and this extension of like eight directions. And I'm free to move in it. Yeah, fractal, fractal love. So I got a symbol to share with you. Yep. And it's in the book, which is available at purekinf.com. For the plug. Yeah. Flower of life. Tree. Yeah, so what I was explaining to Emily is this is something that came to me. I, I drew this after I read Drumvelo's book. Mm-hmm. How, when was this? Uh, maybe like 2009, 2008, back, back in that little, mm-hmm. 2007, yeah, somewhere in that, in that zone. 2008. Nice. I would also personally say that this symbol has affected me and my consciousness as well. Well, what do you, I mean, this, this part, but what about this part? I see, um. Uh, looks like a trunk of a tree and the trunk goes up and it circles around the flower of life and creates kind of like a if you I was just to like squint my eyes a little bit make it blurry it looked like a like a drawing of a tree with like little circle squirrelies around for the branches and leaves But if I flip it upside down, it looks like a... Well, that's it for our free episode, so join us at www.microbialsecret.org for the full episode, and join the Microbial Secret Society. So uh, may the beneficial microbes be with you. Aloha.